0: He's Brad Law from the Auburn Sports Network, joining us here on this fine Thursday. The time is greatly appreciated. How's your day going so far, Brad? How's the week been?
1: JJ, we are great, and hope everybody else is uh, as well. War Eagle to everybody. Just a just a gorgeous day. How could you not feel great in a day like today?
0: What is your favorite part of this time of year living on the Plains?
1: Oh, that's a good. Well, I'm biased now. I'm, I'm driving my nine-year-old son to his baseball game right now. So around the time that these baseball games are played, the sun is setting. The temperature is perfect. Um, right now, the humidity is not too bad. Uh, I mean, it, it, again, as you look around, there's a lot to be thankful for if you get a setting like that. Sunset, ballpark, sun playing ball, living on the plains. <laughs> You know, that's it's pretty nice.
0: So many things to be thankful for, for sure. I, yeah. I, yeah. Anytime we don't have to worry about the sweltering heat, I find myself yeah. in a much better mood. Uh, and so, yeah, that's something that I can absolutely appreciate about this time of year.
1: Yeah. No, we have two seasons. We have summer and Valentine's Day. And thankfully, this <laughs> is kind of falls somewhere in between. So.
0: All right, well, we've got an Auburn football team that's getting set for their first road trip. I mean, we saw this a few years ago in 2016, five weeks into the year. Really strange that uh, now it's time to go ahead and go on the road for the first time of the season. Now that we've finally gotten to this point, what are you thinking about the fact that Auburn's going to play in a different stadium other than Jordan Hare?
1: That was a happy memory, JJ. I think that 2016 team... The first time they went on the road, was it Mississippi State? I believe so. And Mont Adams had like a fumble recovery touchdown. Yes. And, and Auburn was up 28 or 35 to nothing at halftime. You know, I think we could probably expect the same thing Saturday. No, I, I, you know, obviously the situation has, has changed a little bit. And this Georgia team is different than that Mississippi State team was. But that team handled the challenge exceedingly well of going on the road for the first time. And, Uh, This is a team that probably is looking forward to a a little bit of a a change. And and I think this team is built to embrace challenges. And, you know, despite what the rankings say, I think we can all look at the game so far and and see that Georgia has played better than anybody else in the country. And uh, why would you not? Your, Your first road game to be at perhaps the best team in the country and the defending national champs, why not? Why wouldn't you want that as your first test of the year if you embrace competition the way I think this team does.
0: Brad, looking back at this past weekend at LSU, the Tigers got off to a really, really hot start, got out to a 17-point lead before falling back into the, the rut that they've been doing in the second half. What does this Tigers team have to do to keep that momentum going into the second half?
1: It's a great question. I wish I knew the answer to that. If I knew the answer to that, Coach Harson would have hired me as an <laughs> analyst on his staff and... And I probably wouldn't be talking to you today. I, it, it's uncanny. It goes back to last year. I mean, what what was the, what's the difference in games now versus, you know, the uh, Arkansas game last year when Auburn closed that game out in the third and fourth quarter uh, a year ago on the road in Fayetteville? I don't know. I'm not smart enough, I guess, to figure out what the difference is. I don't know if it's uh, teams are adjusting better. Um I don't know if it's players are giving out. They're they're in good shape. I, I don't think that it's uh, you know giving out. There's enough depth that guys are rotating. I don't know what the answer is, but it's certainly an emphasis. Uh, the players know, the coaches know that they have the ability to start fast. And I think something that Coach Harson is is fond of saying. He says we got to start fast and then accelerate. Right? It's not a, it's not enough just to start fast, but you've got to start well and then either keep that same kind of tenacity or execution or functionality um, or find a way to increase throughout the course of a game. You can't, can't shoot all of your bullets in the, in the first quarter and have nothing left for the rest of the game. I don't have the answer. Whatever it is, though, they've, they've got to be able to figure it out or else games are just going to keep going the way that they've gone. And it's a shame because there's talent and there's hard work and, and we see how good they can be early in these games.
0: Brad, uh, we've looked at Robbie Ashford against LSU, and he had by far the best game of his very young college career. And it, it appears to be growing up before our eyes. Every game, he looks a little bit better and a little bit better. And finally, he exploded for over 300 yards uh, against LSU. Talk a little bit about his development, and where do you think his ceiling is?
1: Well, I thought what you saw in 337 yards; those may not have been a traditional 337, right? Where he, he compl- what was it, 18 of 36? I think he was something I like know that. He completion, those weren't um, all drop-back passes where he you know, checked down and went to his first or second or third read in the route tree and then found a guy for a big game. But it's still progress. What did Robbie do against LSU that he didn't do as much against Missouri? And that is when a play broke down and when he scrambled, he didn't just put his head down and think to run. He kept his head up. Sam White talked about it on our broadcast. He kept his fundamentals. He kept his feet balanced under him, kept his shoulders balanced over his frame rather than leaning forward and putting his head down and only looking to scramble. And as a result, he found three or four guys breaking open that did their job and and kept running. Um, But he sort of kept the, the quarterback mindset, he kept the throwing mindset as opposed to simply scrambling and using his feet. And that resulted in some of the biggest plays of the game for for Auburn, including the longest pass of the game, which was the the 61 yarded Jarquez Hunter. So that in itself is a development. The other stuff continues to come. You know, he continues to, to try and get better with his footwork and his mechanics and going through the progressions of his receivers. But, you know, I thought the simple fact that instead of looking to run solely, he kept his head up and continued to look to throw a bunch of times was an improvement and a progression.
0: And then Brad, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, you briefly mentioned his name there uh, with with one of the passes, but everyone wants to talk about Tank Bigsby was the running back, but Jarquez Hunter, he didn't get a lot of carries for a lot of yards this past Saturday, but what he did was very, very meaningful. Talk about uh, what you saw from Jarquez this season so far.
1: I've seen hunger from Jarquez. I mean, you see a guy who was injured in the spring and, and wants to be out there. I mean, he's he's strong as an ox. We all know that. I liked some of his decision making. We saw a couple of runs Saturday where he was patient in the hole and he let guys overrun gaps, and then he cut back and he got eight yards. Whereas you know, if he'd have just blasted right through there, he might have had one, maybe no gain on on the play. So. I think we're seeing another guy who's maturing, and um, he is getting less attention from defenses because Tank is getting so much of the attention. He is taking advantage of a complementary role. Is he going to be the feature back someday, potentially next year? Yeah, I kind of expect that. But right now, he's, he's playing his role well, and he's being productive. When Tank comes out of the game, Defenses aren't selling out completely to stop Jarquez the way they are. At Tank Tank draws guys. It's crazy how much attention Tank is getting. Just watch linebackers. And when Tank's in the backfield, the linebackers are coming up a half yard or a yard. They're cheating up closer to the line of scrimmage simply because of his presence in the game. And then Jarquez is in, and they go to, to regular depth. So um, he's taking advantage of that and wisely so, I, I think, to this point.
0: Our guest is Brad Law with the Auburn Sports Network. Auburn football taking on Georgia Saturday, two thirty kickoff at eleven thirty. The broadcast begins, and the ver- the first voice that you will hear is our guest, Brad Law. How much have you enjoyed kind of uh, steering the ship in that pregame show, the Tiger Tailgate Show, so far this season, Brad?
1: Oh, it's different. I, I talked to Paul Allen a couple of times, and and you know, Paul did it for for thirty two years. Um, before he, you know, began this health battle, and um, and and his recovery is going well, and we're all thankful for that. Very but good. It's it's definitely different. I mean, he's the best to ever do it, and I'm biased, but I stand by that. He's the best to ever do it. It's um, it's it's an expanded role with the guys on the air, which I enjoy. Um, but well, I sure do hope it's temporary because we're all hoping to have Paul back in the seat next year.
0: No kidding. All right, so we've got Tiger Talk coming up this evening, and we mentioned the first time uh, this season that Auburn's heading onto the road to play a football game on Saturday. So what does that mean for Tiger Talk tonight? What's the rundown for us, Brad?
1: Well, it's a similar style of rundown. It's just the location has changed. We're, we're on campus in in-house in tonight, and uh, we're going to talk with volleyball coach Brent Crouch. His team went out last night, and very nearly pulled off the road win at lsu they're sitting tied atop the sec standings there's a four-way tie i believe at the top at three and one in the league and uh and auburn is right there with just one loss all season long a terrific start for the youngest team in america and uh coach crouch is going to talk about how he kind of thought they were a year or two away from competing at this level but this group of freshmen didn't really be interested in waiting so They've played great, and they have two big matches at home this weekend, and we encourage people to go check them out against Georgia at 4 o'clock Saturday and Sunday. In addition to Coach Crouch, uh, we have Coach Harson, and then we get a little bit of uh, Aussie Rules football uh, tutorial from Oscar Chapman, the Australian punter. That's exciting. be with us on the show tonight as well. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Brad, thank you so much for the time as always. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy Tiger Talk as well, and uh, we'll chat with you again soon, okay?
1: You got it. Our pleasure. War Eagle, everybody.